Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. With me, as always, Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? So fantastic. I'm in such a good mood today. It's been the weather's been unbelievable the last few days. We got baseball into the second week here. The NCAA tournament, the greatest sporting event of the year every year. Without a doubt. Just finished. We have a champion. Uh, we, we're Today is the last day of the regular season in the NBA. The playoffs start Saturday. So many exciting things in sports. We talk about it all the time. The very best time of the year in sports. You know, we talk about it all the time about how this because you know the the so the tournament just ended. Uh, you're going into you're going into the Masters. Uh, you know, today's the par three deal they do, which is uh, phenomenally uh, phenomenally phenomenal. Yeah, I think I just made that one up. I think it's so. Uh, yeah, so. You know, it's 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 an unbelievable. It's a great month. It's it's so much fun. Just sports in general. The NBA playoffs, like you said, baseball starting up, getting getting uh, into the into the deeper part of the first half. Now we're we're a full 10, 12 games in, um, depending on on who you're playing for. So yeah, it's the greatest. It's the greatest time on earth. And and the weather is changing, and it's becoming a lot nicer. And you can go outside and just it's just everything about it i'm just in a much better mood during springtime during this time every year yeah i agree so uh we have a lot of things going on like we said so the the ncaa tournament ended uh you know major league baseball we're we're gonna do a little big three we're not sure exactly what we're gonna call the mlb segment so if you got any any three uh topic things that you want to throw out at us feel free to comment uh, on any platform that you listen to, whether it's Facebook Live. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we appreciate it. We're on every Wednesday. We start right around 1030. And then on all the other platforms, first thing in the morning on Thursday, you can listen to us. So um, shoot a comment. Like, subscribe. Shoot a comment on what our MLB big three should be because it's not going to be the big three in fact i need to stop saying that no it's not going to be the big three but that's all we have right now that's all so we really have yeah and and i don't we don't want to do something like something really easy like three outs or triple play or something something that's too easy oh, we want to actually something. i i think like, the first time i heard triple play i thought mlb triple play doesn't sound too bad yeah it's i mean but it's it's just obvious it's just kind of obvious i, f- I feel like we can do something more creative okay you know all what right. i mean so, so so we need help from the listeners basically do. help us get creative uh, help us get this thing moving, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So, uh, besides that, there's also some, you know, the NBA playoffs. This is the last night of the NBA regular season. In fact, besides the one seed in the West, every other seed from two to eight is up for grabs uh, in the West. So, a lot of things going on tonight. As we go through the show, we we might have more and more details on that, but we're going to save that for the end so we can try to get some of those games over with, have an idea, make some predictions we think is going to happen in the playoffs. And uh and probably the most important thing of all, the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, uh the 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 best nicknames in NBA history. And we have some new results. Coming in because the final four is this the first round of the final four or is this the this that we have? we just completed the first game of the semifinals of the final four okay so we got two more weeks of this left yes so uh, this past week Larry Joe Bird uh, in regular hick from French lick fashion uh, just 
just obliterated his competition, which was Hakeem the Dream, Olajuwon. Adam's our favorite, number, the number yeah, one seed number in the one tournament. Seed. Um, so 71% to uh, 29. That was a landslide. Uh, the Hick from French Lick slash Larry Legend uh, beat the Dream. So on to the glove versus the mailman to see who will face Larry in the championship of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, greatest nicknames of all time NBA history tournament. <laughs> so what happened with the Twitter poll that we had? I, that was only if that was only if we had a tie between Oh, did we end up so somebody made another the, vote throughout? The glove the came from behind. The glove came from behind. And so, beat Magic. So the glove is now uh the glove made it in, Okay, good. So this week is the glove versus, versus the mailman. The mailman. I tell you what, this is going to be a big one. This is two uh, lower seeds that that push through in this tournament. So yeah, that'll be exciting. Get on Facebook, vote, uh, share the the poll, please. The more people we have voting on this, the better, um, and we'll go from there. So then, in that case, let's just go straight on into basketball uh, because my guy, guy won. Well, I'll tell you what. National title. Uh, let, let me stop you real quick. All right. Be- before we get there. Oh, spoiler speaking, alert. Virginia won. Sorry. Speaking of, Virginia did win the NCAA tam- championship. Speaking of the, the nicknames, the the one that was I was most po- that I was the most I was trying excited to about. Yes. You were trying to avoid this. I was most excited about adding in in the field uh, when we were putting it together, and and the one that you were like, what? Nah, man, this guy, this dude's a joke. Vinny the Microwave Vinny, Johnson. Vinny the Microwave Johnson. So, our bet. So to to so we bet on who would have the best bracket between the two of us, and as usual, I am like zero for seven in nosebleed sports podcast bets. I failed to beat Adam, who not only beat me, he had me beat in the Elite Eight, and he had Virginia Virginia winning the whole thing. So it was it was pretty much an obliteration. Well, so I don't know if people can see this, but Chris is, uh, thank you for standing, uh, is receiving his punishment now. This is a, you can't not see that, I guarantee, because it is 80s graphics on this yeah. t-shirt, uh, because that's when it was originally made. Um, and not, I mean, this is a reproduction, but anyway, says Vinny Johnson at the top in, in dark purple against a black shirt for some reason. Yep. Vinny uh, wearing a wearing warm up pants and a jersey with with a, a microwave dial like from the eighties, um, where it goes it's off just low, off. medium high, and <laughs> Vinny Johnson, and it's dialed all the way to Vinny. Vinny has his left hand on his hip and his oh boy's cut and his oh Vinny was nice oh boy's and, cut up and, and and he's holding a basketball which is on fire which is very dangerous. Be careful, Vinny. Um, and Only the top of the ball's on fire. I feel like he's pretty safe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you it's know, like a. It's but like he's a, also standing like in front of a fire or some red smoke somehow or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I love that T-shirt. The microwave. I hope you. It, no, no, I hope you wear I'm giving it, after it back this to you. Somewhere. I'm giving it back. to I you. I can't wear an this. extra large shirt. You. Oh, it's what are you yours. trying to say? I'm saying I'm a little. I'm built like a like a seven year old girl. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, I will. I will definitely get some wearing out of this shirt. There's no doubt. Good. I probably just for Look, you. I will. I will get wear it to work out. Use it as a rag. I don't care. I just love seeing you in this shirt because I like that shirt. Vinny the Microwave Johnson. Also, if you actually, see me out on the town in my Vinny the Microwave Johnson T-shirt, take a picture of me. We'll send it to Adam. Make sure he knows that it's getting its use. Thank you. 
Thank you. All right. So, that as you said, that was the result of our bet from the uh, from our nosebleeds only, just you versus me, NCAA bracket pool. Um, so Virginia, we already established Virginia won won the championship. They're the champs. Um, this was a battle of the two best defensive teams in the country, uh, Virginia Texas Tech. Everybody thought this was going to be a game in the 50s, um, including not me. me. Not, not me. you. You took the over. <clears throat> yeah, I took the over 118. I thought I, t- I as soon as I saw that thing was under 120, I was jumping on that. There's no chance. that Just because that they're good defensive teams doesn't mean they can't make shots. However, it was a lot of tough shots that were made. It was. Not a lot of, wide, not a lot of open jumpers. Yeah, and that's what made it such a good game is because the defenses did not disappoint. I didn't think no. they get the score ended up being eighty five seventy seven, which is way not only did was it over, but way higher than everybody thought it was. And it was be. and it was it was it was overtime, but it was only one overtime. And right. It, and and so even at the end of regulation, it was still yeah well over, over well yeah, over. over it was over. over the over right. at with over the over I don't know, with I about with about five with about five minutes to go in the game so uh they they didn't have any trouble with that it was uh it, but it was an awesome game because like you said so the the defenses did not disappoint they were really really good i'm so impressed with virginia's defense just so much attention to detail just the way they help and rotate and and their pressure on the ball and de- the way they defend pick and rolls and stuff just oh man so much, so, so, so much fun to watch them play defense and the way Texas Tech does too. Um, but like you said, that made it – you had to – if you're going to score, it was going to be tough. You had to make a great offensive play. And there were, especially in the second half and overtime, several really good offensive plays. Just made it such a great game because it was high-level basketball yes. offensively and defensively. So much fun to watch, so exciting. Um Culver struggled. Their their big guy struggled in the first half. Missed like his first eight shots or something like that. Uh, for Texas Tech, came back, um, came back strong in the second half. Really kept them in the game. Hit some big shots uh, as Virginia Virginia would creep up and they would just they just would not go away. Virginia kept getting like a nine or ten point lead, and then Texas Tech would cut it back down to two or something like Hit that. Hit a couple and was, threes and right back in that thing. Right, so much fun. And this this Kyle guy, how did how did Mick Cronin not get this kid? He's from Indianapolis. He's from Indianapolis. He's a huge Cincinnati fan. Yeah, big loves Bengals guy. the Bengals. <laughs> uh, I I how did I heard Mick Cronin never even recruited this guy. I don't, uh, I don't get it, but congratulations to Tony Bennett for seeing it. You ain't it kidding and, uh, for seeing it and going. Yeah. Uh, they've got, they've got several great players, man. Um, but I don't know. It, it was just, it was really exciting. And speaking of Kyle Guy, there's, there's one play specifically that I, a lot of people are talking about, and that he was involved in at the end of the game. Um, in overtime, there was a, uh, I think it was like a minute six seconds left or so in overtime. Um, Virginia was up two. And they shot. I think they shot a three. Yep. Um, long rebound because it was it was a tap out. Um, so, the, but the tap out went all the way behind, but you know, in the into the back court. You got Kyle. You have Kyle Guy. You have um, Moretti. Yeah, yeah, Moretti and uh, uh, Virginia DeAndre. Uh, Hunter. Hunter, thank you. Um, <laughs> I got you. Kind of all going after the ball. Well, Moretti came up with the ball. Got Immediately gets fouled by Kyle Guy from behind. 
He gets fouled. It was nope, not called, which is okay. Not called, which which you and it was to me. It was a it was a foul that happens three hundred times during the game and gets called five times. I I agree. And, and, I have no problem with. It. I I agree. And and Moretti did what every player does now. He you get you feel you feel you get touched or hit. And you, you throw flail, your head you throw back. your head back. You throw your head back to try Trayvon to sell Blewett it. Blew it was amazing. At yeah. That. Well, <laughs> I, I mean it's, it's lot, an art it's form a, that yeah. everybody does now, right? So um so he tried that. Obviously, it did not work. At the end of games, you know, referees are known to swallow their whistle a little bit. And uh, and and not especially at like the last play. Now this was with about a minute left, right. but still a big time in the game. Um, so Moretti comes up with the ball. He does get hit a little bit, but controls the ball after that. And then they separate a little bit. And then DeAndre Hunter um, kind of meets kind of meets Moretti um, and swipes at the ball. Ball goes out of bounds. Right. Texas Tech ball was out, the call. Out of bounds. Yeah, no, yes. Out of bounds on Virginia was the call. So here we go. Out of bounds. Now, here comes my favorite thing in the world. I love instant replay. And I'm not that's that's not even a joke. I really do kind of like instant replay. I don't like at the end of games when they look at every single play and only overturn part of them. It's, it's in basketball it gets kind of bad at the end of games. However, you want to get it right. I understand that. It kills momentum, it kills a lot of things. I don't care about that. Ball grazes off this kid's hangnail. After after he get after they slow it down and he's clearly fouled and then this guy swipes the ball away from him and it like grazes this dude's hangnail and that and all of a sudden now Texas Tech doesn't get the ball two I listen there's a couple things that I don't like about this one they can go back and look at this and call it out of bounds and switch the out of bounds call but you can't go back and say well but before he ever went out that ball ever got hit out of bounds. He was fouled. So you can only look at certain things. I say, you know, if you're going to stop the game and look at it, stop the game and look at it, and let's get let's get the whole thing right. Because if that foul goes, now we're shooting free throws. Now he's shooting free throws one and one because they were because Virginia had only had nine fouls at the time. So that 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 would have been their ninth foul. They had eight, I believe. So he would have been shooting one and one. They were down. I think they two. were down two. Mm-hmm. That changes this whole game because Virginia comes, gets the ball. Uh, I don't know if they hit a three, but they made a basket and they went on a run and and they they, they ran away with the game after that play. After the refs took 16 minutes to figure out if this dude's hangnail got touched by the ball, it was. Uh, so I, I, I he should have clipped his fingernails like a little better. Feel like you're exaggerating just a little bit. It I, not was really. It, it was really. If it listen, there's there's six angles. One of them, maybe it might have, might have came off. His One pinky. of them, I think, looked like you think? it did. You yeah. think? Well, well I they, mean, what? I do. You think? All of the angles looked like it was possible. One of the angles looked like, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that did. Um, so pretty sure. Well, because it's got to be reasonable and, doubt. Right. You're thinking, and, and you're pretty sure. Right. And that's the thing. That's the thing. For, that's where for I'm coming from. Is, is reasonable doubt is is needed to overturn the call. The the officials looked at it for a long time, like you said. And they felt yeah. like, and they felt like they saw enough to to see that it hit off his hand. Now, it didn't hit were, off his hand; it grazed off his pinky nail. It 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 rolled off probably the two. It or didn't th- hit two, or two three of them. Fingers. It, no, definitely not three. I, Maybe two. <laughs> the edge of a pinky. His his whole hand was on the ball, and then it was hit. Yeah, 
Yeah, it and, was, and, and it, the ball was hit, and his and DeAndre Hunter's hand came off of it immediately. So anything like he, he hit and it came off immediately, the ball was like still kind of like here, here. right under his hand, but it was moving in that direction. So <laughs> how often does a play like this happen? Never gets stopped. I guarantee most of the time when a ball gets swiped from you, I bet that your hand was the last thing on it. But the ball's going in the direction the guy swiped it. Exactly. But I mean, it may roll off your hand. But I. But during those times in the middle of the game, those aren't reviewed because it's the middle of the game and people aren't going to review. They're not going to review every fi- single call. I know. Like I don't want them to review the, every single call. What I'm end, saying though, is if somebody's – I can't I can't do it because it's – I'd be making a – I would not be making a very good point. So I'm not going to go that route <laughs> because I'd be mad at myself if I was on the other side. I was rooting for Virginia in this game. I wanted Virginia to win. But I didn't want them to win because they took 15 minutes to try to figure out if a guy's pinky – nail rubbed on the ball as it clearly got swatted out of his hand and he was fouled one second before that so that's what i don't like that because that game completely changed at that point in time all momentums the whole flow of the game everything stopped the whole game changed it wasn't but it but it wasn't changed that much that it it lost the game or won the game okay, for either the team. play didn't win or lose the game however the fact that they didn't get the ball when he almost had a breakaway in front of him, he I thought he got fouled. Whether he did or didn't, that, that's not the point. Then they stop the clock, wait forever. Now you you think you got the ball. This this is going, man. Missed missed three, getting a long rebound. You 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 got the ball in hand, only down two, minute left. This is gonna be it becomes a huge possession. And then or a minute and a half left or whatever it was. And just over a minute. And it and it and then everything's gone. Now, after 16 minutes of talking in your huddle or shaking each other's hand or circle, whatever's going on in there, now you got to go back out there and you don't get the ball. They change it. You don't get the ball. Completely kills every bit of mo- momentum, every bit of flow of the game for either side. And the game completely changed after that play. I don't like it. They were. They did say Texas Tech did say that they were surprised because they were expecting to get the ball. They definitely thought they were getting the yeah. ball. But if you're a coach in that situation, you have to prepare for both. Oh, sure. Because it's it's and, being reviewed, and and as it goes on longer, well, and the longer, longer it goes, the more that you need to think. Oh, we don't get the ball. We're and, not getting the ball. And back. the more time you have a 15 minute timeout. Yeah. I mean, you you have all the time in the world to discuss what everything that needs to happen. And the other thing is. There was a minute left, or a little over a minute I, left. I, I, there, how many possessions happened after that? Well, most of it was Virginia either getting a steal, exactly. or once they go up, but, then it was a quick shot, a rebound, go down. But and, how much? You have to get one stop, and you get the ball back if you're Texas Tech. Now it's now you have the ball back with down five, how, down two possessions where you were no, only down but, one possession. But, but you have to get a stop. If you if you get a stop on the next possession, you're still only down two and sure. you have the ball. But maybe instead, for the last possession. Instead, now you're forcing again. them to get a stop. Now you have the ball. Now you're taking way more time off the clock if it's your ball. And I know what you're saying. That whole thing of you know one call doesn't change it. There was still game to be played afterwards. I understand all that. That's fine. And you're right. You, they 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 still laid an egg in the last minute and a half. I understand, and, and you can take the blame. That's fine. That they should have came out with a little more, you know, whatever you want to call it, fire or or whatnot to try to come back in that game. However, all I'm saying is a play like that does change how the game goes. It can. Pl- I think that changed 
the flow and how that game ended. I think they let that go. They look at it. They're like, yeah, ah. I mean, maybe look from over here. doesn't look like it doesn't. Like, eh, maybe it hit off him. You know what? It's Texas Tech's ball. Let's go. That dude clearly swatted it out of his hand to to make him lose possession. It's it's Texas Tech's ball. Let's let's just get this thing rolling. And so you would rather Texas not Tech, actually be right and just uh, say, I just hate. Uh, it, I have so many things that I I just <laughs> because I think they got the call right. I think I yeah I guess they got the call right. I. It, <sighs> I understand what you're saying, and if I'm Texas Tech, it's but you tough. can't tell me that I, I'm not a Texas Tech fan. I don't care about them. I wanted Virginia to win that game. It didn't matter, but it it's the 15 minutes of waiting and looking and the complete flow change. First off, why are are 90 year old out of shape men refereeing the most freakish 20 year old athletes we have? Well, I I I, I saw you say that, and um, no response. I well <laughs> because I didn't agree. It's Re- these referees are these are the best referees technically um, because only the best ones are going to get the final four. They games. called a great game. And they, they really did. Yeah, they and, called and a phenomenal guys, game. These guys are not Monday. out of shape. No. Some of them are older, but right. they're not out of shape. They're running their butts off all year long, refereeing I, these games all I year know, long. I know, and I it's I know you were you were kind of joking was, about that, but and, and these aren't the these aren't freakish athletes like the NBA. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo okay. is a freakish like athlete. Like the NBA. I but mean, that's Kyle why... Guy's not a freaking athlete. I, I could I could run up and down the floor and and call a foul on him if I need to. You know, I mean, I, um, but anyway, it's it's I know exactly what you're saying though. It it does it's tough because I do love replay, and I think you could you should be able to do to to replay to review and change anything if you're gonna have replay. Maybe that open opens Pandora's box and, and some we, oh, we run into does. something. But that's when you gotta have limits like in the NFL they have limits on how many they can challenge and things like that. Yeah. So you gotta you know, don't waste the challenge just because, oh, you know what? I think that ball might have tipped off his finger and went out of bounds. And this is different because under two minutes I would or overtimes, I would say it would be up to the officials. I like the way the NFL does that. Under two minutes and in overtime, you don't have challenges. This is it's gonna be booth challenges all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm good with that. Uh but, but, you know, I, I don't see why it's a bad thing to say, okay, I want to look at that because I think this is a point in the game that could change the game the way this is going. Or maybe, it, you know, you take a take a possession where they call a charge of a block or a block of charge and you make it or something happens. And now all of a sudden you're talking about a five-point swing in some cases. And, and that could be big. So, yeah, I have no, I, I would, I'd be okay if they said, all right, let's take a look at this. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. We could we could talk about the replay debate the entire you know for an entire show. Yeah, um, Virginia won. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations to the Cavaliers uh, after after being the very first one seed what last a, year to lose to lose. To what a is 16. what a story? What a story that is. And and not only that, but the way they got here with the the Auburn, the free throws against Auburn, and and the Purdue. The the shot with Purdue where they fouled and all I mean so many crazy endings happened in the Elite Eight and the Final Four and the championship game. V- Virginia earned that trophy. They I mean did. I don't know they they got a little lucky. They did get a little lucky. Absolutely. They got a little lucky in a few things. There's no reason that kid and that was clearly a foul on that kid from Auburn. There's Thank no reason that. for him to be flying into the corner the way he was in that case. 
and and that wasn't even a it wasn't even a sell job by the shooter. He 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 was just jumping well, he up. He came under him. Yeah. yeah. Like he I, yeah. I think he did a good job of keeping his arms back. Sure, but his I'm body his right. body hit he, his hip and his legs exactly. and completely and it was on the release of the ball. It was clearly a foul. So any I mean Auburn fans, I feel bad for you. It it was a tough call, but that's it's a something and and he had to make the free throws. So, you know, clutch free throws for Kyle Guy, but he never should have been in that situation. That should have been just a tough shot for Kyle Guy. <laughs> and I am so happy that happened and they called it because like we said before, they just they should exactly. They should have called that and they normally will let stuff like that go Especially at the end of Especially at the very end last yes. seconds they let everything go. Yes. But that needs that has to be called there because it is a foul and it was he made the free throws and I'm so glad that happened because I feel like 10 years ago, of course this is going to be old man back in my day. Yep. But anyway, Ten years ago and before that, it was the cardinal sin to foul a three-point shooter. It happens constantly yeah, now. Every night between college and NBA, I see at least one, usually multiple times, where a guy gets fouled shooting a three-pointer. Yeah. It's and Look, guys have become a lot better, thanks to James Harden, um, about drawing fouls. Drawing sure. fouls and figuring out how to yep. sell a foul and stuff. Throw your body into people when you're shooting and doing but, stuff like that. But there are still plenty of times where it's legitimately a foul where you yeah. just you aren't closing out properly. You just jump and kind of swing at it or you just hit him, hit his somebody. hand. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you have to be controlled. You have to contest hard, but be controlled in it. And people do not know how to do that now. I'm glad the foul and the three pointer was called. I hope that Bruce Pearl's going to be coaching people, it for a while. I'll tell you that. Bruce Pearl's going to be coaching that up for a while. I, yeah, and I, yeah, big thing for him. I was I was kind of rooting for Auburn actually in that game. Oh, I love, like I, listen, you know how I feel him. about Bruce Pearl. That's my dude, man. Yeah, my party animal. Yeah. Me and Bruce sit back, uh, kick back a couple natties, and have some fun now. <laughs> but you make a mistake like that at the end of a game, and you don't deserve to win. That's right. So there you go. So anyway, congratulations to them. Speaking of, you see at least one a night, and it used to be you never saw people fouling three point shooters. How about? Lourdes, 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 Lourdes. Lourdes. It looks like Lourdes. Lourdes, I think. Lourdes. Yeah. It just looks like Lourdes. Lourdes Guriel, Guriel, Guriel. I can't say anybody's name. <laughs> uh, stealing home the other night against Chris Sale. Second that base. is something you maybe see once a year, once every three years. I mean, it is as seldom as 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 hard to find. Uh, thing happen in in Major League Baseball. And a straight steal of home. This was not a oh, no. guy on first and third, guy steals second, throw down, and he goes home. It was not that. It was he was the only guy on base, on third base, two outs, count was 1-1. Chris Sales on the mound, lefty, so his back is to the third base. Is, you know, and he's got, he's, my big thing was, and I asked you this before, and I'll ask you, ask you it again, um, Chris Sale was was working from the windup. He had a guy on third base. There were two outs, but he was working from the windup with his back to a guy on third. Should he be working out of the stretch there? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think that. I think that. There. So here's the deal. Uh, if you, I, I watched the whole the whole at bat, uh, the first two pitches, and Guriel was getting some big jumps yeah. on third base. And you could see that he he had the thought in his eye. Number one, you your third baseman or your catcher should be looking at you and saying something and, and telling you to either switch into the stretch or you don't want to speed your motion up 
in your in the windup because there's a reason he went to the windup because he's more comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the threat of someone stealing first or second, or I'm sorry, second or third, then that's when you go into the windup. You see it happen when guys get the bases loaded. They'll switch back into the windup because they're struggling in the stretch. And that's that seems like that's what was probably happened with Sale. He probably struggled in the stretch. That's probably the reason Guriel ended up there. I don't know the whole uh, the whole from his at bat over there. I just watched. They had him. they had scored two runs in the inning already. So there you go. So he's wild, been in the stretch. So he's been in the stretch. Yeah. He's been having some struggles. So he wanted to get himself back into the windup. That's ninety nine percent of the time. That's why pitchers are doing that because now I got a guy at third. There's two outs. Uh, uh, there's no threat, <laughs> quote unquote, of somebody stealing a base. I'm going to get into the windup because you're if you're stealing a base, I have to throw the ball home and then they have to throw the ball to the base. And sometimes it gets you out. Sometimes I don't. Chances are, if I can take one of those throws out, yeah. you're not going to make it home. Right? Right, right. So that's the point. Problem is, Chris Sale's got a little bit of a longer delivery. Um, it's, it's really not he's that. Eight, well, he's eight feet that's tall. That's the thing. It's, it's, takes... it's not a super long delivery. It's just he's 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 so he's got such a huge stride, uh, and he doesn't take that little that little small step when he kicks back in his windup. It's a it's a full it's a full step before he gets into it, and uh, I mean I. <laughs> I don't want to brag or anything, but you know, I got I got a plaque for I stole home three times in one year, my junior year of high school. So uh, got a and I got the plaque to prove it. No, but uh, but every time I did it, it was it, well, all three of mine were with bases loaded, and the pitcher had gone to the windup, and they're not paying attention to you. You take you take a pitch, take two pitches, and you see that he does not care anything about what's going on he's looking down usually you can go before he makes the and once they start the wind up they don't there's they are not allowed to stop there's no kick your leg up in the air and throw the first or any of that right so yeah i i, I have no reason with chris sale being in the wind up but i do have a, a problem with those first two if he if if guriel would have went on that first on the first pitch first off that would have been ridiculous you don't ever see that happen yeah. but if he would have then it is what it is. But the fact that he got those two huge jumps and and almost like faked it just to see if anybody was paying attention and nobody said a word. In my eyes, that's up to your catcher or your third baseman to see that he's jumping around over there and he's thinking about it. And that's enough for me to say, hey, I don't want to tell you to speed your windup up, but at the same time, I know the stretch has sucked for you in this inning, but you might want to jump back into it. Yeah, and maybe that's why. Uh, or at least look over at him. Look over at him. Step off the mound completely and just stare at him for a second, and then fake get a back throw on. Down or something. Well, you can't right? fake a throw when you're in the windup. Uh, that's oh no, ball. sorry, I meant the you'd catcher. have to right, or or you'd have to completely, but just completely step off the mound and just look at him for a second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the old Dave Stewart when he just like would step off and like look over real quick. I don't well, know that, that in the stretch you can't do that. As soon as you're yeah, when you're well, on, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. So, Guriel, congratulations to you. Two more times this year, and I'm going to get him a plaque. I'll <laughs> oh, give that's him awesome. <laughs> that's my favorite Chris Witt baseball story is you stealing home three times. The best a, part about that is I am the slowest man on the face of the earth. You were you had wheels back no, then. No, no, I did not. Back then. I was a catcher back then. I was no I was not but fast. But you were you were like skinny as a rail back then. I was then. skinny. That doesn't mean anything. I was like <laughs> they talk about they talk about like skinny fast or skinny I was skinny slow. <laughs> yeah. I was big time slow. Well, that's what I am now. <laughs> I I was slow as I was slow as molasses on a winter day. <laughs> 
But you were you were a smart player, and that's why I defer to you in these types of situations. That's why I wanted to ask you. Well, that's what stealing home opinion. stealing home is not a is, is norm. I mean, yeah, and maybe in the major leagues, you you probably want to be a little fast. But uh, in, to be completely honest, when you're when you're stealing home, that is if you're going to make that decision, you're probably going to make it home because you're doing so many things to make that work. He he started he started home before Sale took his initial step off the mound to start his windup. So he saw what he was doing. He's staring down, looking at him, looking at you get the sign. It was almost like he was taking a breath. You could see his shoulders pop up and down, and then he went into his windup. And I see those shoulders move. Forget that step off. I'm already taking off. I need a, You need every step you can. And that's what it is. It's more baseball smarts when it comes to stealing home than it is straight speed. Yeah, that was really cool. It was fun to watch, and and it got uh, it got Toronto kind of kind of amped yeah, up a little it bit. Did. They they beat Chris Sale, um, and and so they they got all excited, and and they're you know looking to kind of turn things around. They're like three and eight, I think, to to start the season. Actually, I think both both the Red Sox and Toronto yeah um, are are yeah. struggling a little bit, but hopefully that'll get Toronto moving again. Somebody else that needs a little help, needs a little spark, Chris Davis. Chris Davis needs a spark, bro. Baltimore's first baseman. What's he at now? Is he still forty? Is he still forty nine or forty? Um, I, I 40 didn't s- see what happened tonight, but uh, going into tonight, he was zero for forty nine. Zero for his last forty nine. Zero for his last forty nine. which breaks sets a new yeah, record. That is the longest streak, hitless streak, in Major League history, um, and. He, here, here's my thing about it. Okay. I have trouble with this and any other record like this that spans two years. Why? Because it it's a totally yeah, different because circumstance. You have, yeah, it, totally it is. Totally different it is. thing. I agree. I'm, two I'm different seasons. I don't really feel like that counts, honestly. Same if you steal. Look, Whit Merrifield right now, who is, is awesome, you know, speedster for the Royals, has a 30-game hit streak right now, 30 games, which ties George Brett, one of the great hitters of all time, for Roy- the Roy- the all-time Royals record. Right. It spans from last year, for at the end of last season sure. through the first whatever 11 or 12. No matter games what this year. that guy, no matter what he does, though, that it'll always be the what what's going to matter is what you did in a single season because that's that's the now he'll it'll continue and it, he'll get recognition for it and it is still pretty a cool game because though. Every game that has counted that you've played in, you've gotten a hit for 30 days. That's yeah. impressive. And 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 every game that you've played in, you haven't got a hit for your last 49 at bats. Actually, now it's 50 because he came in and pinched hit and oh. was over. Didn't get the start tonight. Was huh? over one. Yeah, imagine that, huh? Imagine that. <laughs> Listen, since his last hit, so his last hit was September 14th of last year. Jeez, since geez. his last hit, I think it was five. It was like 569 different players. Have gotten hits, seventy-five hits by pitchers, two, three of them by Jerry Lorenzen. Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley was the number one <laughs> bread, song on the charts. Bread, bread was thirty-seven cents a loaf. <laughs> gas, gas was a quarter a gallon. Yeah, you never pumped it yourself. There was an attendant there to pump it for you. Um, There's still Swifties around. That was like the last gas station <laughs> that did no that the old Swifty gas station. I feel like they're probably like in the south. Somewhere. Yeah, why? Know. Why is that? Why are they in the uh, south? I nothing. No reason. I love no, our I, fans I from the south. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Why? Why is the? Because they're they're always a little bit behind, so they still got. I hey, I like. I had a guy actually. No, there's a out off. Uh, <laughs> this is out off 52. 
uh, heading out towards five mile or ten mile road, where ten mile road comes down to fifty two. There's a little. Uh, it's it's got one pump, and it's one of those dial pumps. And I was almost out of gas out there <laughs> driving one day, and I pull over. I'm like, I got to get gas. I got the you know the my telling me how many miles are left. It's zero, so I probably got about fifteen miles left. Right, right? <laughs> driving another day and a half at least. I got to push that bad boy. You know what I mean? I'll make sure I get that that old gas out the bottom too. I clear that thing out. So you I'm gotta head, rotate your stock. I'm heading down fifty two in Ohio, uh, on the east side of on since of on the east side of Cincinnati, heading fifty two back into town, and. It's like a garage. They got a garage. They do some work on cars or some tires stacked up. And there's one. There's, I, when I first pulled up, I thought that it was just a. I thought I didn't think it was actually a gas pump. I thought it was like, oh man, that's cool. They got a uh, retro gas pump out <laughs> yeah. here for a car. It's a car station. You know, car service station. You know, they bought It was really the one. So this dude comes out. So Gomer Pyle comes out he, from the he film comes station. Out, he pulls this piece of paper uh, clipboard off of it, writes down how many how much how, what the numbers say on the dials and then pumps the gas and then writes the new numbers down and then does some math and <laughs> tells me how much I owe him. Thank God I had cash. Okay, well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that place is not taking God credit card. I cash. I don't know. Sure, I'm not sure they even take a check. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> that was it. Was awesome though. That was the greatest. Uh, this was just two years ago. I was, was gonna say, what yeah. year was that? This two, just two years ago. Two years ago. I'm sure that place is Goodness still there. Gracious. They're killing it, man. They're killing it on on cash gas. Wow. So you you threw out a bunch of numbers there. Something that I thought was interesting about this Chris Davis thing, jumping back really quickly to this, he is on a massive, massive contract because he had a couple years there where he hit like 47 and 53 sure. home runs. And um, he was one of the better power hitters, you know, in the league for, for a couple years. For two there. years. Yeah. I, it was really one year, but we'll give him two. Okay. So he is on a seven-year, $161 million contract. So in the span between his last hit and today – he has made three and a half million dollars. So it, it, was long, it was longer. It was longer than I. I, I misspoke. He, it was definitely longer than a year. Thirty-three, fifty-three, twenty-six, forty-seven, thirty-eight. So he had a good four years. He did. He did. So anyway, continue. Sorry. But but anyway, he has made so because he has this really big contract. I saw where they broke it down, and in the it's uh, what is it? It's only like twenty-nine games. In the 29 games that he has not gotten a hit, 49 at bats, makes th- made three and a half million dollars to not get a hit at all. You know how many? Wow. You know how much money I've made to not get a hit for the last 29 days? Uh, uh, a couple hundred bucks. Uh, zero. <laughs> exactly zero dollars exactly and zero exactly dollars. zero cents. <laughs> oh goodness. Anyway, so Chris Davis, man. I mean, that's a rough. That's rough. It is rough. Think about what what's what's harder, a 56 game hitting streak or a 56 game hitless streak? A 56 <laughs> game hitting streak is exponentially more difficult. I <laughs> I, that's what one thing we talked about and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we you and I talked about this yesterday was um that uh that it really doesn't like 49 at bats doesn't sound like very much to me because you you're going to get somewhere between probably 550 to 600 in in the year it's 13 games 13 games it's about 13 oh. 14 games okay that's a lot of games it's really not though when you when you think about 160 to not have a hit for a professional hitter 
That's yeah. a lot of games. But but it's but you know how hard to, it's going to be for him about, to start getting hits to, to come to back. To think about your average guy gets a hit one out of every four. Um, it's it's uh yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't feel like a big number to me. I guess I mean it obviously is because it's the all time. It's it's the all time hitless streak. Yeah. So it is a big. It's way bigger than it sounds to me, though. I don't know. There's just something about it that I'm like, okay, it it's it's just it's not that many games. It's not that many at bats. He's gonna get a hit. Like people go through it's bad. A, bro, people go through bad slumps all the time. How about this? It's a record. It is a record, and that's all you have. To say. That's all you got to say. That's all. It's you a say. record. No, there, there's the one guy got to 42 or something or 47, and yeah, he just broke it. So it's tough to do. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. We'll just say it's a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of a lot, speaking of a lot of uh, a, a lot of hits, before we get into our next spot, we we did a beat the streak group last year. We did, and we have not spoken about it this year. We have year not yet. spoken about it. You know what? Tonight there will be a beat the streak group for no the nosebleed sports podcast. So I will get on. We will I will create a group on beat the streak. It'll be just Nose space bleeds space sports. So three words: nose bleeds sports. Find it and uh, and and join it. We'll put a link up somewhere. Yeah, and we'll let you know about it we'll next let you week. Know about too, it next week as well. We'll continue to put it out there. But uh, we're gonna go back. I, I I think we need to give out uh, something else out of the yeah another another giveaway box. Let's we gave it. we had a nice giveaway box last year from Mike Jenkins. And uh, I've had a six gamer already this year. Have you? See, I haven't even picked it up yet. I had a four gamer and then a six gamer. Nice. Where you at right now? Uh, I think I I don't know that either one of my guys got hits last night, so I'm back to zero. Back to the zero. So anyway, fifty games away. um, You were close. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, back to that. So speaking of uh, back to uh, guys having rough time, uh, another loss tonight for our Cincinnati Reds. False. Did they win that game? The Reds hit back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the eighth oh inning. Oh, my gosh. I and turned the game out. off in the seventh. <laughs> yep. Amir Garrick. Oh, they were down one nothing. They I were down one nothing. Jose Iglesias and Jesse Winker hit back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the eighth, and they won 2-1. to one. Hey, that's a so, streak. That's a winning streak, <laughs> that's brother. A, that's a, after they broke their eight-game losing streak, they yeah. are now on a two-game winning streak. Everybody gets healthy against the Marlins. Think about <laughs> that's the truth too, and that's the other thing. It's the Marlins, and everybody but, else gets healthy against the Reds. Yes, but here's the deal. Think about this though, because we, we we talk about how last year the Reds started out three and eighteen, and the Reds can't do that this year. Everybody says the Reds can't do it. They go one and eight, and then it's like here we go, terrible. And people start to get a few right-headed minds like Tyler Roop, who joined us last week from the cheap seats, saying, "Listen, the Red Sox are three and would three and eight at this time. This is that. This that the other." Let's just take a deep breath. These kind of streaks happen throughout the year. Let's just – the problem is is we know what the Reds did the last four years. So right. to see them start like that, you just immediately have the thought process. That's how it's going to go. Now they're 3-8. and eight. That's way different than 1-9 or 1-10. Yes. Or three, even 3-18. Three mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better today. Pitching has been phenomenal. You know, and, and, and that's the one thing I wanted to talk about. We knew the bats were going to come alive. They came alive last night when they scored 11. They scored 14 last night. Was it 14? Night? Yeah. See, I don't even know. They that just even kept happens. pouring it on. And <laughs> they hit back-to-back-to-back home runs. They hit five bombs all together. One time they hit three in a row. So, But the thing is, is this pitching staff, Luis Castilla is a guy that we've been watching for three years now. 
um, you know, part of a year three years ago, uh, part of a year two years ago, and pitched all year last year and had great times and struggled. And, and he is looks phenomenal. You know who he reminds me He's of right now? Jake DeGrom. He's going to win a Dagon Cy Young <laughs> with a last-place team. I, I keep thinking of Luis Castillo as Johnny Cueto 2.0 he, because he has he has such a great feel right now for that changeup. Yeah, the, he has developed that changeup so well, and he is using it and making people look silly and striking a ton of people out. And you know, not walking people—that's the big thing. He's not walking people. He, he walked. Disco's his, doing right. the same thing. In, in his first, I think his first game, he walked three or four. In his second game, he walked like three or something. But since then, he's been his last couple starts. You know what? He the, has been, that's way less than what he was doing last year. Yeah, you're right. He was you're averaging. Right. He was averaging like a walk and a, a walk and inning. He yeah. was like one point two walks per inning, which is that's horrible. Oh, holy that's cow! Really bad. That yeah. is not good. So yeah, he he seems like he has really done a lot of a lot of work in the offseason and gotten that change up going and you know he can throw the ball hard so he mixes up that change up and that fastball and spots both of those well he is going to be and I think he can be he looks like he's going to keep consistency this time because like you said last year he had full months where he was outstanding he looked like he does right now but then he would go another month and his ERA would be over six and he would walk five guys in four innings and get taken out of the game. Yeah. And, you know, this – he looks different this year. He, he's con- You can see the confidence, man. That's such yes. a big thing for pitchers when they get a feel for feel for all their pitches and they're throwing strikes and they're painting corners and putting the ball where they want. They start getting a little swagger in their in their, in their their delivery and they, they, they gain a mile, mile or two mile an hour on their fastball and, and their, the movement on pitches just, just gets it's, – it's fun to watch this kid. It's the, it's the kid we thought was going to be our number one for the last three, four years now. He's developed into it just like we thought. Disco's looking good. He struggled in one, one of his three outings, but Disco's looking good. We get the rest of these guys that we picked up to help us out, eat up some innings going, and we'll be all right. Tyler, yeah. Tyler Malley walked a bunch of guys tonight, but he ended up pitching, I think, five five or six innings, and he only one gave up ball. two hits, one run. Yeah. One run, yeah. He, yeah. he he walked four. Walked four. Uh, and, and, and it was, you know, uh, he was just missing with his fastball early. It was – he wasn't missing by much. And and that's something that you'll uh, – I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's, it's early. He's, he's still got some kinks to work out maybe that he couldn't get worked out earlier. But that's, I think that happens to pitchers throughout the year a lot. He just was missing a little bit. But he, he the thing that I like about that tonight was he, he fought through it. He only gave up one run while walking four in the first three innings of the game. Mm. And he pitched five, I think. I think he went five innings. Yeah. Uh, he went five, but he, all four of his walks were in the first three innings. He fought back. He, 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 he let the guys make contact. He pitched the contact, which I love. So many pitchers don't do anymore, but some of your best pitchers out there uh, that you see still can do that. Um, anyway, I, I – I like to see, I like to see these bats come alive because once they do, the way this bullpen has pitched, outside of Rosel Iglesias, Iglesias, who's supposed to be the big dollar closer for us, which both of us thought would the better move for that would have been to get rid of him, trade him while while the iron's hot, while the stock's high, get rid of him. Yep. It didn't happen. They signed him to a big contract. He's uh, got no saves. And, well, I don't know if he got one tonight he or did not. Get one tonight. All right, so he got to save the nights, and and he's got two blown saves. So. It's 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 about putting the two together. You got to finally get to where you're you're hitting and pitching at the same time, 
and uh, they're they're they just haven't quite done that yet. I guess they did last night when the, in the fourteen to nothing win. But they've yeah. got to keep that going. They've got to get exactly. some momentum going both on both sides now. We need we need those fourteen run games to come when like when 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 Mally or somebody else is pitching or Sonny Gray's pitching for God's sake. Yeah. We need those kind of and, and when Castillo pitches, all right, just give him a run. He'll be all right. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So what they and what they also need to start doing is beating the teams in their division because they got swept by Milwaukee and then they got swept this weekend by Pittsburgh. In a, in a very what ended up being a very exciting, an exciting weekend for being swept. <laughs> you ain't kidding. How about my boy Puig? I'm I'm liking this dude a lot, and it, everything he does makes you totally so opposite mad. for me. He makes you so mad. Totally opposite. For so me. some of the best pictures come out of this. The best tweet out of this uh, out of the the Pittsburgh fight. So so what happened was uh, uh, Dietrich hits a bomb, stares at it for a. I mean I don't know how long he stared at it because. They couldn't keep the camera on him long enough to see him get into his home run trot, so it was a while. Hits a bomb, stares at it a while. Chris Archer throws behind him, and they warn both dugouts, which, to be completely honest, is kind of a normal thing to do. Now, at the same time, our boy uh, David Bell David Bell gets a little heated, and as soon as Bell goes out, I guess Puig just felt like that was okay for him to do what he wanted to do. My man tried to take on the entire the, well he didn't if you if you really watch the fight everybody was in on it but there's just like this one point where he's in the air trying to hit somebody or something and it's just him and a whole bunch of yellow yeah it looked and, like ketchup and mustard yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> after it had died down actually yeah because he was the first one out there and that's one of those things that you know you know what forget the bat flips bat flip all you want but when you are the first one out there because you're looking for a fight that's those antics that i'm like i know it annoys you come it's, on it's it's the way that kid is he's and- the he's the one that wants to get into it that wants and now his teammates are probably like yeah dude i love this guy he's got my back all the time he's gonna exactly. fight for me exactly he's gonna fight for me but not necessary he's gonna start he, he because that's what he does is he he cashes checks that somebody else, or he writes checks. I'm sorry that so, that the rest of his teammates are going to have to cash, and that that grew old with some of his teammates in L.A. It did, and it's going to here if he can, well, continues. We'll see to how do it goes. Like it, it, so far, it's just been this case, and in this case, he's he's he, it, you know it's something that's gone out there, you know, kind of a, a kickstart. He really kickstarted it, but at the same time, it was a proof of hey, I got your back. And in these cases, I don't think this would this is going to hurt the team. Now, when he does something himself to lackadaisically do something crazy or, you know, not run after something, you know, hit a ground ball and just walk back to the dugout, those kind of, and then the guy boots it, those are the things when people start getting annoyed. So it's it's at this point in time, I'm okay, we'll let it go. There's gonna we know what we got. We know who he is. So you gotta you gotta kinda deal with the good and the bad. However, I just want to say the best tweet was Tucker Barnhart's tweet. Did you see the Tucker Barnhart tweet where he was recording his TV and he was going in slow-mo? And he sent it to Joe Thomas. Sent it to Joe Thomas. <laughs> he said, I think my problem was my pad level was a little too high. Uh, something like, like I, I, I lost I lost containment with my right arm. Lost hand <laughs> position. <or something laughs> yeah. 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 I absolutely love that. That was the greatest. I, I If I could vote on a tweet of the year, it would be that one. Tucker Barnhart, I'm going to tell you right now, phenomenal follow on Twitter. Yeah, he's he's really good. I, he's my second favorite player on the team up. anyway. Oh, my God, he cracks me yeah. up. Behind um, Yaziel Puig? 
behind uh no behind Joey Votto, Yasiel Puig is a little lower than number two. I'm lo- I'm loving um, I'm loving my, <laughs> I'm loving myself some Puigster. You know what though? All, in all honesty, this guy this guy has come into Cincinnati and embraced Cincinnati. He does. He has done more in this city for kids and 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 uh, all you ever see is the all these things he's doing for kids and inner city schools and he's out with kids every single day it seems like there's something new he's doing and i i really do like that i mean it, it shows that the guy does really have a good heart he's he might be a hothead and he might be a little crazy but he came here knowing we we knew what he was we knew he was crazy the second that trade went through he ha- he tweeted himself with a reds hat on yep. acted like he was really excited mm-hmm. about joining the reds i don't think he acted i think he really no, I, was I, no I, I i didn't mean like he was acting but he uh. he was excited he was showing his excitement and uh and, and that part is cool i love that he wants to be here um, and, and that's awesome. And yeah, the community stuff, those, those guys, I think the Reds probably don't get enough credit for the, you know, the Reds community, uh, the Reds community fund. They do all kinds of stuff to raise money sure. for all kinds of different youth organizations and stuff. And they they have players go out and do all kinds of things. Um, so that stuff is really cool. Let me, let me ask you though, talking specifically about what happened. Okay. <laughs> I know we talked a little bit when we talked about Puig last week about, you know, the bat flips and the watching home runs and stuff. That happens a lot more now than it used to. I don't love it, but I understand because a lot of there's a big there's a big uh group of people that that are trying to push for this new age because quite honestly baseball does need something new uh, to a lot of people. If you want to keep bringing in new younger people, younger fans, and bringing more people into fandom of Major League Baseball, you are going to need some new, maybe a little what 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 I think they're, they they're calling swagger, you know, the Bryce Harper kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the, you know, where you where you do bat flips and you do extra celebrations and stuff that used to not be not be allowed. No. You know, it used to be frowned upon at least. Um it gets you hit. That's what's that? It gets you hit. It would get you hit, and it almost did to Derek Dietrich. The difference between what Derek Dietrich did and what a lot of other guys are doing now, there is a difference to me. Derek Dietrich stood there way longer than mo- most guys hit home runs, and they will watch it for a second, and then they will put their bat down and run. Derek Dietrich stood there, posed, leaned back on his heels, and watched the ball until it left the ballpark completely, and then – Started to walk to first base. Do it, I'm big telling boy. you. Do it, big boy. I'm telling hey, you. Listen, that's unacceptable. If I'm a pitcher, what? if I'm a pitcher, that is that is trash talking. That is embarrassing me. I'm already so trash talking is not allowed. Is that? I mean, in the NBA, if you're a trash talker, you're like looked on as one of the coolest dudes out there. But it's but so no, it's can't not you allowed do? in baseball. And that's it, you should not. No, you you sh- you sh- are showing someone up. You're embarrassing them on purpose. And that's I feel like what he did. That's. That's not that's you want to talk about sportsmanship. That's that is that's terrible sportsmanship. <sighs> I will give you a little bit of grace. That one did not deserve it. If I'm a pitcher, so, I'm mad. Okay, I'm really so, mad. At so him. let me see if I got this right. So you're okay with a celebration yes. of your home run? You know what? When you're, you're good with like, bases, like if I hit it and I kill it and like yo got her, flip the bat, do a little and, and run and, and pump your fist, do whatever, but run the bases. You don't need to. You can do your own celebration. Celebrate with your teammates when you get in there. Don't stand there 
and 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 admire the work that you just did when you beat this guy. Don't don't do that. that that's that's disrespectful. That's being. That is being unsportsmanlike Man, to me. I think there's such a line. There in is this. a line, and, 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 but he so wasn't on the line. To me, he wasn't on the line. He was yeah. way over it. So mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm Archer, I'm mad. And Cervelli was the first one to say something. Archer didn't even. He was probably mad. Cervelli said something as he as he crossed home plate. He said something to him first, and then he came up the second time. Archer threw behind him. Now my biggest problem. So I understand why Archer did that. No, if I'm a pitcher, I don't throw at anybody. I if I have a problem with it, I'm greeting him at home plate and telling him what I think about it. That I can I'm good with. I don't think you throw a weapon at anybody. But it's isn't that funny? Like like the way that they that they police baseball is assault with a weapon. You throw a weapon at somebody. <laughs> you throw a weapon at somebody. And and but here's the other thing is my biggest problem with the whole thing is what everybody said afterwards when they were asked about it. What I couldn't stand was David Bell said, it's a problem. I have a big problem with somebody trying to hurt my guy. Chris Archer was definitely not trying to hurt him. He threw behind him on purpose. I so don't that know he about that. It, it was it, you know what, it didn't I miss him by much. I watched it today, and it was closer than I thought it was the first it time. Wasn't, it wasn't. He didn't miss him by he much. He threw it, it went right behind his butt, first of all, perfect location, because if you're going to hit him, you're going to hit him there, and that's going to be the best place to hit him without hurting him. Sure. All right? And you were throwing behind him. If he wanted to hit him, Chris Archer could hit could hit, could hit Derek Dietrich with no problem right. if he wanted to. I don't think he wanted to send the message and not hurt the guy. David Bell was saying it, he is trying to. He specifically the, said he is trying to hurt my guy, and that's not okay. Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you right now. You get a ball thrown behind you, and a ball that I I I've seen. I saw the pitch multiple times. It wasn't that far from him. He had to he had to give a little. He had to get a little hip thrust. He didn't move much. He had to get a little bit of a hip thrust to get out of it. If he wouldn't have hipped his thrust, thrusted his it hips, it it would still would have been that, it would have been closer. But all <laughs> I'm saying is all I'm saying is I don't know that with that pitch you can actually say that Archer wasn't trying to throw at him. I don't know that you can you can say he was he 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 was trying to throw behind him. I don't think so. And if he was trying to throw behind him, then that's not even baseball. I don't know what you're doing in that case. No message that that's, that's not that's a message. That's way better to no, me because if when you, you, wanted, you throw you hit somebody. And yes, you are trying to hurt somebody. That's how it's been forever. That's and and if something were to happen against David Bell, I guarantee he'd be the opposite way if it was his pitcher on the mound. It is what it is. He says what he says. He's got to do what he's got to do. He's more mad at the fact of, of 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 both benches getting warned, which is what happens anyway. So, well, I think he came out and wanted. That's what I thought at first, and then I think I I kind of read his, tried to read his lips a little bit, and it looked like he was just saying, "Why is he not thrown out? He's trying to hit my guy on purpose. Why is he not just thrown out?" Right. Um, so I think that that's what when he first went out there, he ran out there and met he the was hot. umpire. He was hot, and that's what he was saying. Yeah. Well, then he should, um, and I'm fine with that. He should, and, and and to be honest with you, in in a blatant attempt like that, at some point you you have as an umpire, he probably should have thrown Archer out. And that's where I completely disagree with. I don't think he was trying to hit him. I think he was trying to send the message, and he threw behind him on purpose wow. so that he didn't hit him. I really do I, think that. I'm going to tell you, buddy. I know that you got a lot of respect for Major League Baseball pitch. But the strike zone's big, you know what I mean. And you're throwing at a big and zone. So is Derek Dietrich. If he wanted to hit him, Ugh. he hits him 
easily, I think. So I do not believe he was trying to hit him. I definitely don't think he was trying to hurt him. I think he wanted to let him know, I'm not happy with the way you disrespected me and the game. That's another so thing they behind about. me. That's just a ball. Exactly. That's which just is a ball. Which is, that was which, dumb which on I, your fault. Now no, you're now you're behind way, in the count. That's way better than throwing, hitting the guy and no, putting I'm him a, off first I want, base. I want you to be hurt. I want you to hurt. I want you to no, hurt I, for what you did. That's what then, that's what it's all about. That's why they do it. But it's but the, 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 if you're in that case, then you should do nothing. You should never even. Why would you? You you're gonna put yourself in trouble by putting a guy on first anyway. But why would I want to get myself behind an account and throw behind a guy? No, don't, because that's, that's one thousand times can, better than just than I, um, than possibly hurting a guy, injuring him seriously. That's not what these dudes are thinking about out there. That's not they they yeah no I, it, no I I I I do think they do think about that stuff. And I, and I really do think that he, if he wanted to hit him, he would have. If he wanted to hurt him, he would have thrown at his knee or his head. I mean, if he wanted I, to hurt the, him. It, listen, it's, it's like I said before, you see pitchers throw balls all the time, and, and they miss by a foot, foot and a half, two feet. And, and you see him throw a ball right down the middle, and, and you, they're trying to hit a spot. It's not a perfect science. I know that they're professionals and all that stuff, but I'm telling you, like he would have thrown at his knee. He would have thrown. If somebody could pinpoint exactly where they're going to hit somebody every time, then they'd probably be a little bit better of a pitcher and wouldn't have gave up two bombs to Dietrich to begin with. Oh, he only gave up one. The other guy came in and gave. But anyway, that so so yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, bro. I I disagree with the point that you think he purposely threw behind and purposely did not try to hit him. I think that's you in your head of how I would never try to hurt somebody in in that aspect. Trying to trying to play it out in somebody else's mind because Chris Archer is an idiot. He's done so many. He's he's done this way more than once or twice. He's been thrown out of games for hitting people multiple times in oh, cases like this. So then if he wants to hit somebody, he's going to hit them. What I'm saying is if he's going to throw at somebody, he's trying to hit them. That's what I'm telling you. Is this is It's not something new for him. I think he just missed. Huh. That's it. That, okay. That's interesting. I the, Then we definitely disagree on this. 100%. Um, Another thing, though, was I couldn't stand that Chris Archer actually said that he did not try to throw at him. Or he didn't try. You can't, he, if you say that you did, though, you get suspended for multiple games. He got suspended for the five games that he's missing one start. You're right. But if, if, if Puig doesn't run out there like a bat out of hell, then he would have never got fined. He would have never got those probably because he didn't actually hit him. If he would have hit him, then maybe it would. They maybe they would have came back and looked at it. But he'd never hit him. He, he I don't think it would. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe there would have been a fine. I don't think there would have been a fine, or or would have been a suspension. But, but it's. It, I, I, you have to say that. You have to. Once again, you have to. You, you're trying. That's damage control at that point in time. That's just part it's, of. It's part of the unwritten rules. It's part of. You just. You don't. You don't come out and say, Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to beat him. I, I wanted to put a bruise on his ass because he stared at the ball too long. Derek Dietrich said flat out, "I stood there and watched the ball. I stood there and admired that hit. That that he killed run. it. Yep. Oh boy, smoked why, it. Why Damn, is he? Why is he allowed to do that? That's." That's disrespectful to the game and to the every. Why is he not? Why is he not allowed to admire his his work? He's he's an artist. These guys are artists. This is this is entertainment. It, it's you literally are an entertainer out there on the field. Because and when you beat a professional and not just beat him, I'm talking meet it perfectly and get everything you got into it. Why can't I look at? Why can't I watch that ball go out? I just whooped your ass. Feet. I just beat you. 
I just beat you. I'm not staring you down. If he would have stared Archer down, that's a different story. He didn't do that. He never looked at Archer one time. He watched that ball. He hit. He hit. That, he did. That was the problem that I had with what Derek Dietrich said after the game. He said, there's nothing wrong with what I did. I Exactly what you just said. And he said, I didn't say a word. That was his rationalization for there. I didn't I, do that, anything wrong. That's not. I don't think that's. I, I. I think. I think this is an old, stupid baseball rule that I can't watch myself. That not I can't that watch long. the homer. Oh not my that god! Long. Who cares? He how, stood there and yeah, posed in and the batter's box. Watch that song gone go. But he was pumped. He was happy. Good for him. That, no, then run around the bases, pump your fist, be happy. But don't what, stand so now, there. Now we have to tell people exactly how to celebrate their when no, how, how to celebrate. It's not that it's not on the line to me. It's not on the line to me. It's way past the line. He the way he stood there. I hope you watch it again and just look at how long. Oh, I and, saw it. Yeah, he, he did. And on his second home run, he did the exact. He ended in the. I think a lot of that is also how he ends. That's that's where his swing no, he, ends he, when he kills it because he did it in his second one too. He ended the exact same way and. He didn't posed, stay in there quote unquote posed. nearly as he long. He didn't stay there as long, right? He took nearly off earlier. Obviously, he had just got thrown at for doing it a couple innings before, so he's probably like, oh, I think I'm going to take off a little earlier. But I think the pose, quote unquote pose, I think that's how he ends his swing. I don't think that he hit it, hit that bomb, and then like popped his little hip out. Like a little that's hip what pop, he did, actually. Little that, hip that, pop, that is like, kind of what he did. That is, that's, that really is pretty much what he did. Now, we we completely disagree on so this. So then you well, we th- could, so in that case, Ken Griffey Jr. You should do that all the time. Ken Griffey Jr. would he when he drop the bat, his hip would pop out, and he'd look at it, and he'd take his two struts, and then he'd jog. Yep, he took his two struts. He didn't stand there in the batter's box for about five seconds and watch the watch thing. it and hey, then start watch it. I got and no then problem. and then take ten and then take ten struts. That's not showing anybody up. Showing somebody up is when I hit it and stare at you like what Bryce Harper did back in the minor leagues when he hit some ball out and started running his mouth at the pitcher and told him that it. He said, I just smoked you or whatever he was saying to him. And, and that's, that's showing a guy up. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's stupid. I, I disagree with that. That is that is unsportsmanlike. But if I just won, if I just beat you, you know, this it's it is a tough one of the, I think the most toughest thing to do in all of major league sports is hit a ball. Hit a hit a hit a ninety five mile an hour fastball. Yeah. Or or how about now they got this dude out there throwing ninety eight mile an hour breaking balls. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. You know, Raldus Chapman slider at ninety two. So that's that's the most difficult thing in baseball to do. And there's so much going on in every at bat. And when I win, when I hit that, and I, and I get everything I got on it where I don't even feel it come off the bat, I don't care. Go ahead, watch that thing. As long as I'm not staring at you and running my mouth at you, that's unsportsmanlike. Going back at somebody, that's unsportsmanlike. I don't think watching that ball is as bad. I, I, I know we're, we're way off on this. Way I, off I know we're way what, off Here's what on we can it. agree on, though. And we talked about this when we had Bobby Nightingale on. You asked him, uh, does anybody beat Michael Lorenzen in a biceps contest? And he mentioned Derek Dietrich. Mm-hmm. Derek Dietrich is put together. That man has a, a brick physique. shit house right there, buddy. That man has a physique. Now, we can agree on that. You know where I go for my physique, which is nowhere near Derek Dietrich's. <laughs> I go to training personally with Peggy Dude. Edwards. No matter your level of fitness, if you like to be challenged – and you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer without the cost of one. That's the biggest part. That's the biggest part. I ain't got no then cash. Then training personally with Peggy Edwards is for you. Training personally is interval circuit training for all levels with a per- with a personal trainer 
not not the personal trainer cost, with a personal trainer at your pace, with your ability, at your on your modified time. to your time, modified Modif- to your level. Exactly. Peggy Edwards keeps workouts safe, fun, fresh, changes it up all the time. She will keep you. She will get you in shape no matter where you're at now. She will get you to where you want to be, and beyond that. Training personally, you can find training personally on Facebook and trainingpersonally.com. I love that place, man. Little gym under the under the school, dude. You got you can't you got to love that. It's it's an intimate place. It's not one of these massive uh gyms that you go to that that, you know, there are a thousand people there that make you feel bad about yourself. Sometimes Adam there, he makes me feel bad. He's up there grunting, pulling up like, you know, <laughs> 620 on the bench, squatting 1.6,000. It's not a place like that at all. In fact, there are very little free weights there. It's not like that. It's it's, you know, it's circuit training. It's it's interval stuff. You're going to get you're going to get functional functionally fit there their website we can go to check this out trainingpersonally.com there you go also on facebook now we're an hour and 10 minutes into this thing and we've still got a lot to go dude we've got (laughs) nba galore so before we get to the playoffs let's get into the nba before we get into the playoffs let's i want i want to do you want to go we should do we go i'm going to let you make the decision do we go Dwayne dirk or do we go magic really quickly with magic let's go really quickly with magic Good luck with us going quick, but let's try it. <laughs> okay, so Magic Johnson yesterday, kind of out of the blue, out of nowhere, basically what I, from what I understand, decided right then, like on that day yesterday, that this was not the job. President of of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers, he decided he was done. He wants to he wants to be able to tweet Dwayne Wade and tell him how good you know, tell him congratulations, yes. and he feels bad that he can't do it, so I ah, screw it. I'll just quit. Now he he has been over the years a mentor for so many players. He loves to be involved with with a lot of the stars, and you know he's involved in basketball. He's he's a perfect ambassador for the game of basketball. He can't do it. He doesn't feel like he can do it to the best of his ability and have fun with it as the president of the Lakers. Right. Because of the whole tamper, everything. He didn't even talk now. to Jeannie Buss about it. That's the weird thing. He didn't never talk even to brought it. Didn't say anything. He said, "I didn't say anything to Jeannie Buss because uh, she tried to talk me out of it." He called for a press conference and told the world, told Adam Schmidt in Cincinnati before, before he, he told, told his Jeannie boss. Buss. Yes. How crazy is that? I think, man, there's a lot of stuff going out there. What does this do for Luke Walton? What does this do with LeBron? At this point in time, I think the Lakers are just stunned. I think they are in a in stunned mode. Uh, you don't hear anything about who's taken over this president basketball operations or any of this stuff. It's just basically, oh crap! Thank God the season's over <laughs> tomorrow. because this happened yesterday. Thank God the season's over tomorrow, so we can figure out what the heck it just happened. Yeah, it, it, the off season for the Lakers and the season's over now. Uh, but the the off season for the Lakers, it, it was already going to be, you know, chaotic. But now you have to replace Magic, and you have to replace likely still. I think no matter whether Magic is there or not, you're going to have to replace the coaching staff. I I disagree. I don't I don't know, man. They've they've proven that they are okay. That that they they kept Luke Walton way longer than everybody thought they would. I I think. I, I like Luke Walton. Some I heard somewhere Magic 
Imagine ha- Magic said he had not talked to Luke Walton in like a week. Well, there was a report from R- Ramona Shelburne that, that Shelburne? said, yeah. "Yeah, that said they haven't spoken in weeks. They were not on speaking terms." How so crazy is that? I don't know what happened there. So the fact that it was Magic that got out before it was Luke tells me Luke might still be sticking around. Maybe. Um, but you also heard earlier in the season about how LeBron's people are pushing for Luke Walton to be out. Usually when that happens, anytime that's happened in the past, the, the I think Le, didn't LeBron's also realizing what it's like to be in a real franchise. You know, he's not he he may he's uh, he still got pool, don't get me wrong, and he's earned all the pool he's got. But I don't think he's got quite the pool that he used to have in Cleveland where he could just say something or have his people say something out on the Twitter fear, Twitter sphere and next thing you know it happens. That's not going down anymore. So, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting that Luke's still there because that's something that that LeBron's not used to. He's used to him being gone once that rumor gets out there. Now he's still there. Now Magic's gone. I think Luke's comes back. I think Luke's a coach of this team next year. I wouldn't mind if he was. I like. I think Luke Walton's a good coach. He's yeah. proven. I think. I think he's a decent coach. Well, he he's he's coached under. Steve Kerr. That dude went like like thirty and zero when he was the head coach <laughs> of the Warriors. When the Warriors were at their very very best, but um, it, you know he played for Phil Jackson. He he has been under the tutelage of some of the very very best. So you know, and he's a basketball lifer. His dad is a Hall of Famer. It's His you know dad's most annoying guy on it, the TV, <laughs> right? So um, but yeah, Luke knows basketball. It's not. I don't think he's a bad coach or anything. I don't think he's going to be the Lakers coach. I think he's going to get an opportunity absolutely somewhere else. But I don't think he'll be the Lakers coach. Either way, it's going to be, it's going to be a big time offseason because they've got a lot of of roster spots to fill. You know, these all these one year guys may or may not be back. Probably not. I think they're going to try to revamp everything. I'm sure they're still going to go after Anthony Davis. They're going to try to trade for him again. I think. Um, well, yeah, they're going to make a lot. They're going to try to make a lot of moves and build this thing up, you know, because LeBron's going to be 35 and it's, you know, it's, it's time to do it right now. You have to make moves immediately. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it it was just a really odd thing to see magic. I totally understood his reasons. Uh, You know, he doesn't want to have to deal with the tampering stuff. And he said, it just wasn't his fun. He just wasn't having his fun. He's a business mogul. He's got so many. Did he really think that was going to be fun? I mean, honestly, did he really bring in the spectacle of LeBron James? I mean, it might've been fun in theory, but look, just, just look at what happens everywhere LeBron goes. And I don't mean this as a knock on LeBron. It just is what it is. The man is as polarizing a figure as I've ever seen in sports in my life. So yeah, you're bringing that guy on. Yeah, it's going to be fun when you first sign him. But look wherever he's been. There's He went to the Heat. He When he went to the Heat, he was the all of a sudden he's hated by the world. Yeah. Like this dude, wherever he goes, there is drama and crazy stuff that goes with him. Listen, you know how I feel about LeBron. About LeBron. That's my that's my boy. Mm-hmm. I love him. I think he he's the greatest player on earth right now by far. And well, maybe not by far. Well, <laughs> the greatest player of of this generation. I don't know. Forget all yeah. that stuff. The, the 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 fact is, is there's more to bringing LeBron in than just fun and games of signing him and being magic with your smile. And Magic found out it's not that easy. 
it's not that easy by by everybody's account magic was not doing a good job i think it's too early to say that magic was a complete failure just because no, i don't think that yeah I, i'm hearing a lot of people say that but uh, everybody keeps talking about cha- trading d'angelo russell or not d'angelo russell uh, yeah, yeah yeah you're right uh, and and how you know and how they couldn't pull off the the anthony davis trade in the middle of the year that, but russell had already screwed up russell had already screwed his time in in la with the whole you know, he'd already rub rub people the wrong way with the video with uh with uh, Slick Nick yeah, or Swaggy whatever, P, Swaggy Nick P. How, yeah. how's, how's this dude's nickname, Swaggy P? I have no clue. What's this dude's no middle clue. name? Not a fan. His name is I Nick hate. Young, N-Y. There's not a P in Nick, Nicholas Young, <laughs> Youngie, Youngster. There's no P anywhere. Where my dude get Swaggy P at? Uh, what's his middle name? I, that's what I hope it's got a P in it. Maybe Penelope, or uh, maybe he's got a swaggy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, let's stop there. Let's stop there. Um, <laughs> I was thinking like pineapple or something. Oh, okay, like, maybe he's got a swaggy pineapple. Uh, uh, I can see. Okay, now now hearing you say it, <laughs> I thought you were yeah, going. That there. was going a whole different way. Anyway, it? sorry. <laughs> okay, Lakers are a mess. They're going to have to fix things immediately because that's what you expect from the Lakers. The Lakers can't just be bad all the time. It's They have to fix it right now, especially when you have LeBron James on your team. Two guys. Now, LeBron still has a few years left. A couple of his friends, though, are playing their very last games tonight, have played their very last games tonight in their NBA careers. Two guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. They both played their last home games last night. Big-time tribute videos everybody's, you know, tearing up and all that good stuff. Both guys dropped 30. We're talking about Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki in their respective cities. Dirk's averaging four points a game all year long, and he drops 30 in that final game. And he had a dunk. Did you see the dunk? I missed the dunk. He had a dunk where he he did like a little drop, not a drop step, but he did like a little, you know, one bounce. uh, Oh, I thought he was going to fall over and break something. Yeah. He looked like he was 90 years old. He does if that dude wasn't seven foot, he would have never been able to, like, he, like, I think he was on his tippy toes. <laughs> yeah. And he just barely got up there. And he hung on the rim for a minute because I think he was scared to drop <laughs> that six inches. He thought he might break a knee or something. He didn't know what was going to happen. I'm glad he didn't break a knee because the dirt. jumper was wet, wet though last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, he can still shoot it. He can. Sure. It just, you know, he can't really play a complete game anymore. Um, but anyway, it's hard to not like Dirk. He's Gotta a very likable d- guy. So is Dwayne Wade. Dirk's most Dirk's favorite player. Go back and watch this dude, the, the highlights, and watch uh, what's the young kid they got now that I love that is probably going to win uh, – Oh, yeah, rookie yeah. of the year. Even though it shouldn't, it should maybe it should be Trey probably, Young. Probably Trey Young. Yeah. Um. Yep. It's it just escaped me too. Yeah, you know who I that guy is. How. Anyway. Uh. So. <laughs> oh, I really. How does that happen? Anyway. Yeah. Uh. That kid's going crazy, jumping around. So, a lot of fun. Congratulations, Dirk. So, my favorite part of Dirk's thirty-point night was the dunk. My favorite part. Go ahead. No. Oh, my favorite part of Dwayne Wade's. 30-point night. First off, Dwayne went 33-3. My man's number three. You know, how these NBA players are doing exactly what they want to do when they do it is just ridiculous to me. Ever since Kobe got 60 in his last game. Yeah, it's – come on. Just it's set, just a little nuts. They just work it out. So, 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 so Dwayne Wade at the end of the game is known for running when big games when, when he hits shots or hits a buzzer beater, does – wins a championship, runs and jumps on – the uh the 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 scores media table, table yeah. the scores table he got a microphone in his hand 
Meg says whatever he says to the crowd, runs up, jumps to get onto the scores table, and falls. I didn't see that. You didn't see that? How did he I not see that? He went to jump up on the scores table, fell. He's got a mic in his hand. He goes, oh, something like that was a tragic failure. Let's try this again. Gets up, runs back over, and jumps on it. It was the funniest thing wow. of the entire night. So, <laughs> um, Dwayne so, Wade falling on his face. Dwayne, that was before the game? No, after. That after was after the, the game. He had after already traded his jersey because he didn't even have his jersey on. Okay. So, that was after the game. Dirk, uh, Dirk Nowitzki addressed the crowd in Dallas uh, before his last home game last night. And he that's where he officially, because everybody's been One talking about year. it. Yeah, One everybody's been talking year. about it. Yeah. Dirk never said that he was retiring this year until right. last night before that game. He said, this is my last home game. That's the first time we actually knew for sure that he was retiring. Exactly, exactly. He went, so he, he went for 30 last night. His actual last game to, was tonight, not at home. His actual last game was tonight. Um, against San Antonio in San Antonio, he had twenty and ten. So he finishes. He gets a double double. And Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, in his very last NBA game, (laughs) finished with a triple double. I don't understand how this works. He got understand this league. (laughs) And and, and the other the other last week, Nipsey Nipsey Hustle or whatever this dude's name is dies, and that's Russell Westbrook's buddy. And this dude's got something with the number 60. So what does Russ do? He goes and drops 20, 20, and 20. We talked about this last week. I had no idea that the reason he wanted to do it is because 60 meant something to him. So he just went out and did it. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Where, where, how's this? Why don't y'all do this all the time? Yeah. If you can do this whenever you want, what's going on? It's so, so silly. It, it, I think it's because you can do it at the end of a, at the end of a year when you're not in playoff contention, you can do that. And it doesn't matter if you lose. But um, but Miami was actually playing to for their playoff lives still last night um, until until right. Detroit won because during they their won, game, but I it think, didn't right? matter. Detroit so won it ended up not winning. That. Yes, and as a matter of fact, um, speaking of that, Detroit won again tonight, which uh, set the very last spot in the East. So now the playoffs are set, the seeds are set. We have Milwaukee, of course, with the, with the one seed. Toronto with the two seed. Philadelphia, the three. Boston and, and Indiana were the two that were, uh, until like yesterday, really, um, we weren't positive how that was going to turn out. But Boston uh, did end up the four seed. So Indiana's the five. So they're going to be a first-round match. Um, so, uh, and then Brooklyn's the six. Orlando, who has been like maybe the hottest team besides Milwaukee in the second half of yep. the season in the East, ended up the seven seed. Um, and then Detroit, the eight seed. So Charlotte, Miami. Uh, Charlotte was was still playing for a playoff spot tonight. So, but all Detroit just had to win and they were out. So that's what happened. Um, and I believe Charlotte actually ended up losing. So with Detroit's win, that means that no teams are under 500 in the playoffs because yes, that brought them to 41 God. and 41. I thank know that God. meant a lot to you. I uh, can't stand that. <laughs> so you, so Blake Griffin actually did not play in that game, so thank you to Andre Drummond and the boys uh, for uh, making Chris's Chris's night uh, and ending up 500. Think about least. it. Not, not, more than half of the teams in the NBA make the playoffs. Yes. There's 30 teams in the NBA, 16 make the playoffs. Correct. Like it's right. not, 
Everybody acts like it's a big deal. Somebody, well, who was it? Oh, it was Doc Rivers when they officially made it in. They're like, yeah, and they said we were, we made the playoffs. Like, dude, that means you're mediocre. Like, you made the playoffs. Congratulations, you're mediocre. Clippers did end up having a much better year than a lot of people thought. Sure, they did. But but all that means is you're mediocre. That, (laughs) and I think they're so that was so the East is um well, but the Clippers ended up forty seven and thirty four. The West was was a a different story. Sure, everybody that made it in there had good seasons. The East, you know, is the East. Is the East is the East. Um, so I believe there are still a couple of games going on that may uh, have something to eh, – maybe not. Maybe not, actually. I think everybody is actually set now. Denver may still be playing, so that might have actually something to do. So anyway, uh, but right now, at least all the teams in the West are in. So you have Golden State, Denver, Houston, Portland, Utah, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and the L.A. Clippers. Um so you got the usually I look at the four or five matchup first. That Portland Utah series I think could be awesome. I think could be so good. Um, Oklahoma City Houston I don't think is going to be a good series. Denver San Antonio I think is going to be a terrific series. Even though I think Denver's going to win that. Yeah. Um, and then Golden State LA the Clippers I like that Clippers team. But yeah, that's Golden that, State. This Golden State team I, I I'm hoping I hope for their sake. Because I, I talk about Golden State and I can't really stand them, but they're having some trouble right now. Um, I, 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 there's some guys. There's, there's a guy I don't like on there, and there's a guy that I kind of don't like. Uh, but <laughs> the other guy than that you kind of don't like got his 13th technical tonight, so he should be he's suspended. Go- yeah, baby. They don't. The technicals don't carry over into the playoffs, so he got away with it. He's not going to be suspended. Well, it doesn't. Thought, well, how did that work? With how did that? How, did they change that because of what happened with? Uh, when 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 Cleveland won there, when LeBron got his one NBA title, there was a game Draymond. where where Draymond Green got got a technical and he didn't play the next game and and Cleveland won two games in a row it, and it, it was because it was in that technical it was that that same deal. It's either it's either a different rule now or it was he got a certain amount of technicals in the playoffs. There may be a new maybe it was five in the playoffs. Was it five it in the playoffs be. or something? It may be. Yeah. So that could have been it. Yeah. So anyway, he got away that with number, the that maximum. Sounds like, uh, Kevin Durant got away with a maximum amount. Congratulations! Of way to do it. You know he did it on purpose. Too. <laughs> Probably. That guy's a tool bag. <laughs> no, I take that back. I don't know anything about Kevin Durant. I he do know that he's a little way. petty. Yeah. You pull up. You start making. Uh, you start making your own twi- Twitter accounts just so you can come back and get in a fight with yourself and other people or whatever. <laughs> Look, bro, you got you got issues way beyond basketball. Just saying. Okay, so let me ask you really quickly. Yep. In, in the East, first of all, I was thinking for the last couple of weeks when it looked like it was going to be Boston-Indiana or Indiana-Boston in that 4-5 series, whoever whoever got home court, so whoever got that four seed, Boston. I thought was going to win the series. Even if Indiana got the – if Indiana got the four seed, I thought they were going to win that series. Okay. Um, because I think Indiana is the – plays together the most is the most together team yeah um they just play between their defense and their their passing and their shooting from the outside they're just a they're just a a complete team they don't have any stars of course victor oladipo is out for the season but the way that they've played after oladipo's injury they have impressed me so very much, and I still think they could beat Boston's deep, and they're still really good. They struggled at times this year, and they were up and down, and they had some weird chemistry and stuff. But 
This Indiana team doesn't. They have the opposite of that. They seem like they are just all bought into the same thing. So you're going Indiana in this? No, I think I'm going Boston. Oh, uh, so you're sticking with your guns? I think I'm going just because of the home the home court, but I will not be surprised. I'm rooting like heck, and I love Boston, but I'm rooting like heck for Indiana in that series. Sure, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I I love Boston. Uh, I I I like the way Boston plays, and and but. I'm okay with whoever wins that. My big thing is I I really like the Bucks. I I like Me a team. Too. I like the the Bucks have just a fun team to watch. Not to mention the best player in basketball right now. It's hard for me to say with LeBron, <laughs> right. but but I mean like just the best athlete right now. LeBron's at 35 is still the best player in the NBA, but this dude is probably the best athlete. And I don't I don't know how to. He's say probably it. the most dominant player right now. Okay, yeah. So he he the most dominant. We'll say that, but. Giannis Antetokounmpo is is fun, and if you get a chance to watch the NBA playoffs, watch this guy. He's going to go up against Detroit to start, and that's not going to be too much fun. But after that, in that Boston-Indiana series, that's going to be fun. But I want a team like that to come out. I, I, I'm ready for some new blood. It's been so much of the same for 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 so many years now. I'm ready for some new blood. The problem with that is if they come in and face somebody in the West, they're going to get blown out. I completely disagree. Really? I think the Bucks are good enough to beat the Golden State Warriors. I really do. I, I hope so. I'd after, love to see it. After I'd the love entire season. I wouldn't have said I don't think it's going to matter cuz Toronto's taking this thing. Toronto's going to so? take these. Yep. And I and I it, that wouldn't blow me away. That would not surprise me that much. They have kind of flown under the radar. Big you time. know, they started out really well and they got some attention early in the season because wow, okay, Kawhi's here Kawhi's now. Kawhi's there. Yeah. It's different. It's a different feel. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good that was impression. Really way better than I thought it was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but but after a while, you didn't really hear about him that much but they just kept winning yeah and they, and they did go through a little stretch where they they had some problems but um but they are a very solid team they're deep they you know they have that bench um and, and they do have Kawhi. so they toronto's not going to surprise me even if philadelphia still could still come out maybe even boston as much as many problems as they they've had this year those top four teams none of them will really really surprise me if they come out of the east but i think it's milwaukee milwaukee's been so good the entire year they are such a different team than last year defensively they're they've built that roster up so well they're pretty deep now they've they've got guys because they've had some injuries too they've got guys from the bench that have been playing a lot of minutes if those guys when those guys malcolm brogdon and those guys come back they're going to have i mean they're going to be good they've been they've just been so good all year they've got some shooters eric bledsoe's had a great bledsoe year bledsoe looks i love i've liked that kid ever since he was at kentucky yeah brook lopez has turned himself into a into an incredible three point shooter and a great defensive player yeah. i mean they i read this whole article about all the different stuff they do defensively now and and I also looked at a whole bunch of like advanced stats from this from this article about who should be pl- defensive player of the year. Brook Lopez could be p- defensive player of the year. How Nobody's crazy talking is that? about that. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, but as a team, they've really bought in um, to to Mike Budenholzer's defensive scheme, and and just they have been so good. They've dominated. Really, they've dominated the East, and the East is better this year than it's been. Yeah. So anyway, right. I, I so just do think this. So good. do this for me. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna go use this bathroom, but I need you to real quick go through 
who's gonna win, who who you have in the in the uh, in the in the finals of the West, finals of the East, and then who's winning the the championship. I got you. So in the East, I just I just talked about the Bucks forever, but I did say that I wouldn't be surprised about Toronto, Philadelphia, Boston. Um, I think. I don't think so. I think Boston, Indiana, that first round series is going to be really fun. I think Brooklyn, Philadelphia could be kind of fun, but but Toronto, Orlando, I don't. I mean, I don't think, with all due respect to Orlando and the way they've played in the second half, I think Toronto pretty easily takes that one, and I think Milwaukee beats Detroit pretty easily as well. Um, so, but advancing on, skip around, skip a couple rounds, and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think I see Milwaukee. I think I see Mil- either Milwaukee, Toronto, or Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and I want to say I'm going to say Milwaukee, Toronto in the which is easy the number one, number two seeds, whatever. But Milwaukee, Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think Milwaukee does win that series. Um, I think it's a really, really tight series, but I think Milwaukee wins it in five or six. I don't think either team sweeps each other, and I'm not even sure it goes to seven. I just believe that much in Milwaukee. Um, so I think Milwaukee comes out of the East there, Milwaukee, Toronto, and then Milwaukee comes out of there in the West. I, I, I it's too hard not to say Golden State. I'm, I is. mean, just Golden State. So, Golden State, and it's either Golden State, Denver, or Golden State, Houston. Again, one, two, three seeds. Big, yep. you know, big going big out look. on a limb there. But um, it's tough, man. I, Denver team is so fun. I think it's going to be Golden State, Houston. Um, in the Western Conference Finals, and and I think even though Houston basically had them beat last year, and then lost Chris Paul, yep. and then lost in the seventh and missed twenty two or whatever it was straight three pointers in that game I it was seven thirty something. I think it was like twenty two or whatever. But either way, um, you know, and for like the second or third year in a row, James Harden ran out of gas. I think it's going to be different this year. I think it's going to be a really good series, and I think Houston could beat them. I really do think they can beat them, but I still think Golden State is going to turn it on enough and figure it out enough in the playoffs to to go back to the finals for the, what is this, the fifth straight year, I think. Yep. Um, So I think it's going to be Golden State-Milwaukee, and I want to say experience has Golden State with the edge just barely. But this Milwaukee team, I'm just so excited about it right now. <laughs> I just yeah, I, it I makes feel, it hard not to choose. Them. I feel it makes like them hard. It, and and maybe just kind of I still love this Golden State team. I know everybody doesn't like them, but but I still really really like watching them play. I love Steph Curry. I love, love watching, watching them play when they're having fun, which I think you're going to see the second come the second round of the playoffs. You're going to see that team come. You're going to see that team because everybody's having fun and getting along when they're playing well. Right. If they're not, if things go go south, if they're having a tough game or whatever. They're gonna they're gonna get into the refs. They're gonna get into each other. They're gonna be they the gotta body, get over body language. Is gonna they be gotta horrible. get over this ref stuff. You guys yeah. quit blaming it on the refs. I don't like the fact that these refs aren't very good in the NBA. It seems to me like they're not very good. It's a tough job. It's a thankless job. But yeah, they gotta get off the ref thing and, and keep on moving. Golden State and Houston are the worst teams with that stuff. They and, are. And so they, who so who's winning it all? I'm kind of rooting for the Bucks. I'm going to go with Golden State though, if I got to predict. So you got to predict it's going Golden State. All right. So here's here's what I what I got. I got uh, so in the East, 
I love one, two, and three in the East. I'm with you, and I love one, two, and three in the West too. But a one, two, the, the Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia. This is tough for me. I told you I love Milwaukee. Uh, I just got done saying how how much fun they are. I I see that that East. I don't think they're there yet though. I don't think they have the experience enough to be to get to that next level to win this thing. I've got Philly and Toronto. I think Philly has had a couple years of slowly developing this thing and getting where they need to be. I got Philly and Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto wins that. And then I got uh, in the West, I think Oklahoma City, this is, this is tough. I, I, I think Oklahoma City at some point in time has got to turn this around, right? They've been struggling here lately, and there's a lot that goes on. But Paul George on this team has found the way where he fits in. And Russ is Russ. And and if there's a team that can come in and surprise people in a in the bottom half of the West, it's Golden State. Or it's it's Oklahoma City. That's Screw it, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Harden's going down the first round of the playoffs. Wow. Oklahoma City. I got Oklahoma City and Golden State. I got K D V uh Russ. versus Russ. And uh and, and to be honest, I'm taking Golden State because I think they are a phenomenal basketball team. It's hard not to take them, but I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Golden State to win it all, even though I don't want to. I don't want to, but I don't know how you can't look at that team. How do you not take them to win? It's Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, the two best shooters in the entire NBA together. KD, top five shooter in all of the NBA top three player in the entire NBA. He might be the third best shooter. They might have the top three they shooters. They might have the top th- You're right. So, and then you on top of that, you bring on the annoyance of a guy like Draymond Green, which I'm going to be completely honest with you. That dude's on my team. I love him. He's not. I can't stand him. Great that defensive player. Great defensive player. You got DeMarcus Cousins is on this team, dude. DeMarcus Cut Boogie is a perennial all-star when he's – playing basketball and he's on this team at the veteran league minimum this is ridiculous (laughs) and it's not fair that's not fair (laughs) so how do you not take golden state there's too many weapons it's too much it's 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 golden i'm golden state okay Uh, we agree then we both pick golden state um you don't like the oklahoma city we both kind of we both kind of want to be wrong about it but we but we both take them you know because we're, we're, we're going with our head not our heart um and the very last thing I have for today, what do you got, buddy? Part of the uh, part of the punishment for losing the uh, bet. What else am I supposed to be doing? Um, was that you wear the Vinnie Johnson T-shirt on the podcast, which you look terrific in, and Thank you, you did a great job okay. of tonight. Okay, and you are also supposed to apologize to Vinnie Johnson uh, for for. Okay, so uh, uh, hold on, the, he's watching in the camera yeah, right there. So Vinnie. Microwave Johnson. Actually, uh, I turned the light on, but I forgot to do it before. Vinny, so did I. Vinny nice. the Microwave Johnson. Um, if I can call you Mr. Microwave, I will. If you don't mind, I'll do that. Or Mr. Wave probably is probably the way to go about it. So, it's Mr. Microwave to you. Mr. Wave, uh, if it's okay, Mr. Microwave, uh, I do apologize for um, saying you didn't belong in the NBA. He's right in, in there. The, I got in the NBA. Um, in the NBA uh, nicknames, best NBA nicknames of all time contest, uh, I would have taken Clyde Drexler, Clyde the Glide over you. Um, but I do apologize because it, it was the wrong thing to do, and the microwave is a phenomenal nickname, 
and I I wish you all the best. And and I didn't know how cut you were back in the '80s. You look <laughs> good, buddy. So I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's all I got. You're so classy in defeat. That was perfect. Thank you very much for playing along with that. You look so good in that shirt. I hope you wear it every time I see you from now on. Will do. And we will be back next week. As always, 1030 Facebook Live will be on uh, all the podcast uh, websites you can possibly find. Uh, we're there. Uh, Adam, uh, you can catch him on the tweet box at Adam Schmidt 44. I'm at Sick With It. Uh, I actually tweet every once in a while now. So doing it's well. kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of figuring this whole thing out. Uh, so follow us on all those, follow us on Facebook, share whatever we put up there. We appreciate it. Leave some comments, like subscribe, wherever you listen, uh, more subscribers, the better. And we appreciate everybody that does all that. So, um, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>